to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile, and boy, are we fired up as usual this week. What a powerful lineup we have. Folks we're getting ready to talk with. And I want to thank all of you out there for um, not, not simply tuning in every day, but getting involved. I mean, it starts with the very fact that Michelle Whittington started out this year by taking our theme, which is Get Out of the Gate in 2008, and went and made magnets from it and pins and mugs from it and, you know, is sharing the wealth right up to the very uh, uh, last week. Uh, and even today, Kathy Birch continuing to pay it forward, you know, the mortar health system and the upcoming event this Saturday, which I'll be speaking at now. I mean, all of this is part of what we started out calling the holistic makeover, body, mind, spirit makeover and pay it forward. We haven't even selected the three people nationally uh, because we've had to extend the date. And so it is the ripple effect that my very special guest today knows a lot about. I am getting to have a conversation with Bruce Lipton. He's joining me here today as he has done so many times, you know, to talk about where he has been, what has changed for him, best-selling author, what can we know about our thoughts, our attitudes, our beliefs, how do they create the conditions in our body and in our life, and more importantly, what do we need to be empowered every single day? Now, let me tell you a little bit about Bruce. You know, he is someone that I love talking with. His journey is by far an amazing weaving uh, tapestry of what it's like to get, uh, get go through life, come across obstacles, and turn them into opportunities. He has done this. He has never given up. An award-winning uh, medical student, he lectures to people all over the world. And, you know, of course, we know his best-selling books beyond anything that you can imagine. And so those best-selling books, of course, are, are what we're going to talk about today and much more. And so when I get to, to hang out with, with my buddy Bruce, it is a show that you're going to want to take notes about, pay attention to, and listen to over and over and over again. Bruce Thank you so much for joining us uh, today. The biology of belief, uh, for sure, has touched the lives of so many people, and I want to welcome you to the show. Pat, I really appreciate uh, this, yet again, opportunity to, to talk to, to the audience and, and sort of give them that story that they're truly much more powerful than they've been led to believe. Absolutely. Without question. And, you know, why is it, Bruce, that we keep, and I'm going to say this probably in a way that you're not used to me, uh, used to me talking. Why is it we keep getting dumbed down? Well, uh, you want an intentional reason as to why this is happening? I love any reason that you give me, <laughs> well, Bruce. Well, it's very interesting. I'll use a quote right out of uh, that, that wonderful movie, Sicko, that Michael Moore produced. Uh, right. And it was a quote from Tony Benn, a member of parliament in England. He said very simply that a healthy and educated population is very difficult to govern. 
And so the less intelligent we become, then the easier it is for us to be herded together and essentially controlled. And, and in a time like today's world where it seems kind of crazy, uh, the government is really looking for more control to hold us, hold us tight together because the fabric is exploding here. Uh, you know, is it that we're removing the veil? And, you know, I use that term very generally, Bruce. You yeah. know, it, we've heard that. But, but isn't the veil being removed at many, many layers? Oh, absolutely, because there's an effort here of, a, of, of a, an intelligence, and I use that loosely in this case, to maintain the status quo in a world where it's all based on evolution, continuously moving forward and advancing. Nothing stays the same. And there are points in time where such changes occur that the established people are, are just tenaciously holding on to the structure to keep everything status quo. That's just not the way of the world, and the world is evolving, and it's evolving to a far better place if we let go of the structure we're holding on to right now. So, Bruce, I want to ask you, because you and I get to check in on a regular basis. I so love it. I so love talking with you. Uh, for many of you that uh, have not heard Bruce and I get together, um, you definitely can get this on the Dr. Pat Show website. But more importantly, you'll be able to go to his website, BruceLipton.com, and we'll tell you more about that. But the biology of belief, I, I want to take a minute to really to, to, to sort of open the doorway for us. Yes. Because I know today... Day, you know, we've got lots to talk about. We definitely are going to be talking about healing and wellness and, and our thoughts and our attitudes and, and, and beliefs. And I wanted to ask you, I mean, the book, the book, first of all, was a personal journey for you. But since the writing of the book, you have been touring the world. You've been all over. And I want to ask you, is there anything that you would change or say differently or rewrite in that book, given what you've experienced face-to-face -face with people? Well, uh, not very much. I'm very excited by the, the reality that it, it, this understanding of life from the new biology perspective actually is relatively simple. And that makes it even more exciting and fun because rather than saying, okay, here's a list of complex steps to get from A to Z, uh, it, the new biology is very, just, is very simple and just explains that uh, our perceptions control our genes. And, mm -hmm. and that's the bottom line I can, you know, and we have done in the past, gone over some of the biochemical mechanistic steps between that mind perception and, and the action of the genes. Uh, yet... It, it just simply comes down to a gene uh, is not a self-actualizing element as we've been led to believe. So we always hear, like in the papers, a gene turned on and a gene turned off. And my God, these little thinking entities are, you know, are controlling my life from inside there. And it turns out that whole idea of a gene turning on and off is totally fallacious. Uh, and the reason is that a, a gene is a blueprint. That's all it is. A gene, by definition and its function, is a blueprint used to make the protein-building blocks of the body. And why that becomes relevant when you just recognize what it is, uh, for what it is, is that uh, when we say the word blueprint, uh, can you imagine the concept of the blueprint being on or the blueprint being off? I mean, if you ask an architect in his office, uh, is this particular blueprint on or off, they would look at you like... Uh, what are you talking about? There, there's no on and off to a blueprint. It's like, wait a minute. For years, 
everyone has believed that their genetic blueprints, their genes, are turning on and off and controlling their lives when all of a sudden it's like very logical. There is no on and off to a blueprint. And once you own that, it means then you must let go of a belief that genes are controlling your life because they don't even control themselves. And, and basically why that's relevant is because even though science has recognized that genes don't control life, the public audience is not provided with that awareness. And there's a big, big reason as to why I believe, of course, it's not coming out to the public so quickly, is because the old beliefs, genes control your life, make you a victim of your heredity, make you powerless in the face of being able to change your life or control it, and by a necessity of victim, uh, it requires a rescuer. So all of a sudden, I teach you that genes control your life, you have no control, and then I say, but here is the pharmaceutical industry, and they're here to rescue you from those genes that are out of control. So we buy into victim, and we fund a multi-billion, maybe perhaps trillion-dollar industry by this point uh, that's built on the belief that you are a victim. The new biology recognizes, no, the genes are blueprints, but your mind, your perception of the world is a contractor. And the contractor reads the blueprints and assembles them and adjusts them to make the structure that it needs. And why is that relevant? Because it basically says that the genes in your bodies are potentials, and those potentials are adjusted to your perception and belief of life. The potentials will manifest whatever is in your belief. In fact, a very simple way of saying in regard to how the mind controls the genes, the, the meaning of it is simply this. The mind, the job of the mind, what is the job of the mind? We know it's working in there. You, you got that working all the time. What is its job? Its job is to make coherence between our beliefs and the life that we experience. Meaning, if you have certain beliefs, then the job of the mind is to make sure that those beliefs manifest so that that's what your life is all about. So you can say, yes, see what I believe? This is the way life is. And, and all of a sudden, there's coherence between whatever you believed and the life that you experienced. Well, the relevance about that is, well, if you change your beliefs, then it changes your change in your life. And the answer is, yes, this is what the finding of the new science of epigenetics is, is all about. Uh, it all of a sudden gives empowerment to the individual that they have power to change their perceptions and their beliefs, and in the process of doing that, change the genetic readout of their biology and control their health, their life, and their behavior. Well, yes, this new biology is you know, profoundly different than the belief system that everybody is walking around with. Genes control my life. I'm a victim. Please help me. Here's a lot of money to the pharmaceutical company because I have trouble with this and this and this. When it turns out the new belief, if given to the public, would disentangle them from that, that medical uh, belief system of disempowering uh, 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 who am I, the genes run my life. If I, if I change that and own who I am, then I control my life. Then all of a sudden the need for uh, a rescuer disappears because you're not a victim. And, well, this, and is, this is it. Well, 
and this is what we're going to talk about because I think, Bruce, part of the, the conversation we're talking about, you know, we're talking about pharmaceuticals from the perspective that, or pharmaceutical companies from the perspective of what we know, what we see, what we can read about. There's another layer of this that we'll talk about when we come back from break, and that is, you know, there used to be a platform, and you talk about a blueprint, there used to be a platform where uh, research could be done and it be objective, and, and that research could be done by a multitude of different colleges. Well, that's all changed. The laws have changed. The rules have changed. And so what is it we have to be aware of? Bruce Lipton is my very special guest today. He is the author of The Biology of Belief. Uh, not only is this a best-selling book, it's an award-winning book. When we come back, we're going to be talking about emotions, feeling the language of cells. Can you imagine that? Feeling the language of cells. Uh, you're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. My very special guest today is award-winning author, best-selling author, and amazing individual, Bruce Lipton. We'll be right back. Dr. Pat's giving away an iPod to a lucky listener every month. Yep, every month. All you have to do is go to thedrpatshow.com. That's thedrpatshow.com. Then sign up for our weekly newsletter. When you sign up for the newsletter, not only will you be entered to win the iPod, you'll also be kept up to date on all the awesome things that we're doing here at the Dr. Pat Show. So remember, go to thedrpatshow.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can't afford to miss out on this. Today's nutrition tip is about legumes or beans. Legumes are technically classified as a protein and can be eaten as an alternative to meat. They have virtually no fat, contain 7 to 10 grams of fiber, 3 grams of iron, and folate, an important B vitamin. Legumes regulate blood sugar, fill us up, satisfy, and only contain 80 calories per one-half cup. I'm Karen Bentley, creator of the Sugar-Free Miracle Diet at www.sugarfreemiracle.com. The Dr. Pat Show has rapidly grown into a number one talk radio show, hailed for its remarkable guests, sponsors with integrity, and amazing listeners. Dr. Pat is in search of a creative, self-starting, energetic person to join the marketing team. If you're interested in helping to promote and sustain The Dr. Pat Show, submit your resume to pat at thedrpatshow.com. This is your opportunity to make a difference in the world. feel stuck with anxiety or depression? Imagine having the momentum and the tools to create emotional freedom. Dr. Schaub's Breakthrough and Empowerment Program helps you to release deeply rooted emotions from your subconscious and cellular memory, thus allowing you to access your true potential. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND or visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Are you suffering from chronic pain and fatigue? Are you tired of taking medications? There are solutions that are completely natural and effective. The key is to identify the root of the problem and allow your body, mind, and spirit to do the healing. At Holistique Medical Center, Dr. Darvish and her staff do just that. Treat you as an individual. Find the root cause of your symptoms and stimulate your innate healing. Call Holistique Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or visit drdarvish.com. That's drdarvish.com. 
People want three things when they build and plan for retirement. The most amount of money for the longest amount of time with the least amount of risk. Now, I'm sure you currently have a 401k or an IRA of some kind. However, there are five things that can wipe out your current retirement plan, like disability, market loss, taxes, litigation, and premature debt. Call today to find out how our retirement plan is protected from these five financial storms. And remember, retirement planning should come with a peace of mind, not uncertainty. So call 888-252-3083 or visit debtfreemca.com. There's nothing else like it on the dial. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. everyone welcome back to the dr pat show talk radio to thrive by i'm so thrilled to have bruce lipton joining me here today our thoughts attitudes and beliefs create conditions of our body and our life and so you know when we look at all of that and we look at just breaking that apart which we're going to do today with bruce it's a very very important conversation one that i've been looking forward to so you know when we tease that apart and we say our thoughts and then we say our attitudes and then we say our beliefs create the conditions of our body and our life. You know, it's not a question of, you know, whether this is true. It's a question of being in the place of knowing that it's true. And so Kathy Ann Lewis and I talked about the, the difference between, between a thought and knowing. And that's what Bruce is talking about, but it has many dimensions. Bruce, thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, you know, I know that before we went to break, I, I talked about emotions and filling the language of cells. And we also talked about the challenge and the opportunity we face right now, at least in this country, to really make decisions about our health and our well-being that go beyond the conventional. You know, whereas when a doctor says you need this test, you're able to have the courage to say, I had that test. Why do I need that test? So, Bruce, I, I wanted to ask you, when we look at the shift and the change and we looked at emotions, how do we integrate all of this, our thoughts, our attitudes, and our beliefs? Well, what we have to recognize is, is the reality that our, our perception, how we see the world, fully integrate with our genetics and, and our lifestyle. Because then we, once we recognize that, we also then have to say that our body is a readout of our perceptions. Our life is a readout of how we see life because the, the mentation of our beliefs becomes the physicality of our body. And so if you're not sure what your beliefs are, then look at your life and look at your body and, and your health. And then all of a sudden you'll say, oh, my goodness, that's a readout of my beliefs, even if I wasn't conscious of it. And, and it's very interesting because when, when I talk about the biology of belief, uh, what I bring up very early in the book is something that I taught medical students. And that was that when you look at the human body, we, we have a tendency to perceive it as a one single thing. Mm -hmm. and, and the problem with that is that that is a total misperception of what life is all about, that the human body is actually uh, comprised of cells. They're the living things. Cells are the living things. It's the community of 50 trillion cells that creates the human. So the human is not the, a one thing. It's a, it's a giant community of trillions of cells. Well, the significance uh, of, of the work also revealed that 
that, that cells are biologically the equivalent of miniature humans in that every function that's in a human is essentially present in every cell. And you show me a system in the human body, and I'll show you where it is in the cell. Uh, it's very reasonable to understand that, why cells uh, have the same behaviors as humans, because cells create humans, so whatever behaviors humans express must be made by cells. Well, then all of a sudden we say, okay, you look at your body. It's not a one thing. It's a community of cells. And then you recognize the relationship of your mind to the body is a government that tells the cells what's going on in the world and tries to coordinate and regulate the functions of the cells to deal with what the nervous system perceives that's going on in the world. And the significance then is that your, your body is a community of 50 trillion citizens responding to a mind called the government. And... Uh, well, the mind sends information to the government. I mean, I mean, excuse me, the mind as a government sends information to the cells. We must recognize that the cells return information back to the government about the conditions and existing uh, problems or issues going on in the body. And that the dialogue between the body and the mind, in other words, how, does the, how do the cells communicate to, to, to the mind what's going on, is um, through the process of emotions and symptoms. And these become very important because all of a sudden it says, if you're a leader and you want to know what's going on in your country, then you have to listen to the people. If you want to know what's going on in your body and what's going on in your life, then observe your, your emotions and symptoms as a dialogue. And why this becomes problematic is that we usually look at them as like side effects of life or little things that are, you know, just bothersome. My, my attitudes bother me. My symptom bothers me. <laughs> and, and, and the result of what we do, unfortunately, is very similar to the present government of the United States, and that is ignore what everybody is saying. Ignore the cells. Don't listen to those emotions and cover those symptoms up. If they bother you, get a drug and then cover up those symptoms so you don't have to pay attention to this dialogue from your life. And the consequence of that is inevitable ruination of your biology in the same way as this. The, the senses uh, that we have called emotions and the symptoms are the equivalent of the gauges on the dashboard of a car. That the vehicle being our body has gauges to tell how it's performing rather than gauges with needles and LED lights. The human body's gauges are sensory, that w the body is talking to us. And by not listening to the body or taking drugs that cover up our symptoms, that is exactly the same as putting masking tape over all the gauges. Okay, I know that there's a problem with the oil pressure, but if I put a Band-Aid over the top of the gauge and I don't have to read the gauge, then all of a sudden I feel a lot better. I don't, I don't have to pay attention. Well, this is what we've been you know, program more or less to do in our lives is that when we have problems, we ignore these gauges, we ignore these symptoms, or even make an active step to cover them up to disconnect the dialogue. And when uh, the government becomes so disconnected from its citizens, that's when uh, the, the, the nation begins to fall apart. I love and, what you're talking yeah. about, Bruce. I love it because, you know, it reminds me of a, a of a, a really quick story, a situation where I have a friend that consistently drives over the speed limit. There's no question about it. 
you know you're going to get in the car with her and she it doesn't matter what the speed limit is if it's 60 she's going to go 70 80 90 it doesn't matter and so when we get in the car she's really tired of us saying to her you know don't speed so what she does is she puts a paper towel over the speedometer <laughs> so we don't see that she's speeding i mean isn't this what you're talking about i mean look at how this plays out you get in the car with her you know she's speeding but the solution is guess what I'm gonna put the, the I'm gonna put the towel over the speedometer because you're not gonna know I'm speeding. You know, Pat, that's a, that's, I just love that because that ex perfectly illustrates what I'm talking about in the reality. Well, you can get away with that for a while, but boy, you're gonna pay for it in the end. There's gonna be a place where it's either gonna result in an accident or a penalty or something that's going to to have a you know a payback for it. And when we take drugs, I, okay, I'm depressed. Okay, take a drug. Okay, now I'm not depressed. Now I don't feel anything. Good. It's sort of like, well, you didn't understand. The depression was the body's response saying, uh, as you, the driver, the mind, hello, uh, if you would drive this differently, then maybe we won't be here. And so rather than listening to the, to the cells acknowledging that this is, this is ruining the system, uh, we put that paper towel over the front of it and go, huh, it's not happening. And, and now I feel better. But the inevitable thing is exactly the same as your illustration is that, this will ultimately lead to much worse problems in the future. And, uh, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, and you know, it's funny because, you, you know, what's interesting, kind of share the little story with you, uh, the bottom line was we were all in the car one day and all of a sudden the red lights start flashing behind us. And, you know, we all get pulled over because guess why, Bruce? Yeah. She's speeding. So we all get pulled over. And so the policeman walks up to the car, you know, and this was a really big guy. And, you know, he walks up to the car and he stands at the car and he says to her, and he, and he said to the driver, he said, did you know you were speeding? And she says, no, I didn't. And, and she, this was true. She didn't know she was speeding. And he said, you didn't know you were speeding. How could you not know you were speeding? So one of the people in the back, one oh, of my no. friends, yeah, exactly, <laughs> shouts out, she didn't know because she had the speedometer covered. Oh, my. Uh, but that's the expose that all of us really need right now. Yeah. You know, needless to say, they're not talking anymore. They don't, they're not friends anymore. But the point was... <laughs> You know, that was sort of the lights flashing, Bruce. And I think this is what you're talking about. When we hear the lights flashing and we see the lights of our life in the windshield or the, or the rearview mirror and we see those lights and we see them getting brighter and brighter and they keep approaching. And then we hear the siren. And then before you know it, the inevitable is upon us where we are now in the control of something other than ourselves. This is this is the fertile ground for illness, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. And basically, you know what it comes down to, Pat? It's the simple concept called driver education. That medicine, uh, in, in attaching to the genes, uh, the, the control of life and behavior and all that other stuff, looks at the human body as a vehicle. And they say when the vehicle breaks down, just like you take a car to the repairman, uh, the, the, the doctors like the, uh, the, the auto repair shop, you, you bring your body over there, they look under the hood, they tell you what's wrong with it, and then they, they go to the parts store and buy all new parts. And, and the problem with this is that inevitably if we look at it that way, then basically it says anytime the vehicle breaks down, it has nothing to do with you because you were just a backseat driver. You happen to be in the backseat. The vehicle either works or the vehicle doesn't work. It's a vehicle's problem when it doesn't work. That's the belief system. Now, the unfortunate part about that, of course, is what the new biology reveals is no, the, the driver are not the genes. 
the driver is the mind. Mm. And why that's all of a sudden it says, oh my goodness, the body is a physical vehicle and the driver is the mind. And the problem is this, is that the, the accidents that happen on the roadside with our bodies and the wreckage that <laughs> litters the hospitals all over the place, uh, we've been blaming on, on the vehicles having problems because we never acknowledge that there is a driver in the vehicle. That's what the medicine has never acknowledged. And now with a new understanding of epigenetics uh, in regard to how our perceptions control our genes, and all of a sudden it says, oh, my God, it's our perceptions that are in front of the vehicle, and the driver can change their perceptions and drive differently and change the biology. And this is exactly what Dean Ornish, I just love his work, Dean Ornish, cardiovascular physician here in the uh, San Francisco area, um, took a cohort of his cardiovascular patients, instead of giving them conventional drug therapy, said, look, let's just teach you a, a new way of uh, eating, a better nutrition. Let's teach you how to deal with stress. Let's teach you how to meditate. And a variety of these driver education programs the fabulous result was this, without giving them drugs, that these patients not only stopped their cardiovascular degeneration, they actually regenerated the cardiovascular system. Why is this so relevant to medicine? The answer is because medicine conventionally treats cardiovascular patients as a vehicle, something's wrong with it, throw some new parts in there via the drugs, and they feel very satisfied if they stop the degeneration. They say, wow, we did it, congratulations. And here's a way where they showed not only did they stop the degeneration, they regenerated the cardiovascular system, and that doesn't happen with conventional drug therapy. What's well, let's take a short break from this because, oh, you know, okay. this is the conversation that we're going to continue when we come back from break. Bruce Lipton, my very special guest today, we're talking about the biology of belief and much more. What happens when positive thinking goes bad? And why does Bruce say fear kills? He doesn't beat around the bush with this. Why is it that Bruce Lipton talks about fear killing what can you do about it and this is what today's show is about stay tuned you're listening to the dr pat show i'm your host dr pat basili i'm here with best-selling author award-winning author uh just human being extraordinaire bruce lipton we'll be right back when times are tough folks get running not dr pat instead she creates an unprecedented way to give back to her listeners introducing dr pat's holistic makeover several of dr pat's listeners will embark on a journey to change their lives for good from the inside out are you that person go to drpatsmakeover.com for details that's drpatsmakeover.com the dr pat show talk radio to thrive by are you taking too many oral pain pills and concerned about side effects? Are you having trouble getting to sleep because of the pain? I'm Lou Paradise. I had the same problems you have. Cured my pain, eliminated pain pills and their side effects by developing Topperson Pain Relief and Healing Cream. Topperson relieves pain without side effects. It doesn't burn, it doesn't smell, and it doesn't stain. But don't just take my word for it. Doctors, pharmacists, and pain specialists are using and recommending Topperson and ending the suffering for thousands of people just like you. We know you hurt. We want to help. We are so sure that Topperson will work for you. We offer a money-back guarantee. So if you want 
want pain relief without side effects, just ask for Topperson. Topperson is now available at Fred Meyer, Natural Food, and other fine stores. Go to Topperson.com for a store near you or call 1-800-959-1007. Topperson.com or 1-800-959-1007. Topperson, the last pain medicine you'll ever need, and you can sleep on that. Hi, this is Dr. Scott of Crown Hill Chiropractic in Seattle, your center for maximized living. Wellness is much more than being free of illness. It's about optimal living in all aspects of life. Our maximized living team provides a safe, healing environment while helping individuals express their true divine potential through chiropractic care and wellness coaching. For more information on achieving wellness, visit us at crownhillchiropractic.com or give us a call at 206-782-8800 thinking that the job market is drying up? Let Super Supplements help you change that thought. Super Supplements is the region's top vitamin and natural products retailer, and they're extending their reach and looking for someone to lead the way. If you have senior-level e-commerce management experience and want to help strategize an e-commerce pathway to success, they want to talk with you. Go to supersupcareers.com for details and to apply. Join a team of passionate people committed to health and well-being. Have you seen the movie The Secret and heard what they say about the law of attraction? Seen it. At my church, the Center for Spiritual Living, we teach it. It's no secret to us. Hey, join me Sunday. You can hear Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis. She really has helped me create a life I never thought was possible. I think I will have noticed big changes in your life since you've been going there. It sounds like a place for me. Where are they? The Center for Spiritual Living is just east of University Village on Sandpoint Way. Three Sunday services. Go online at spiritualliving.org. The Center for Spiritual Living, honoring all paths to God. Don't forget, this is Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. Dr. Bruce Linton, Lipton joining me here today. You know, I can't, I, I have to slow my mouth down because during the breaks, Bruce and I are just chatting back and forth is so quickly. My brain is racing ahead. As I said before, uh, Dr. Lipton, of course, is an internationally recognized authority, bridging science and spirit. I love that. Uh, but he's also someone that understands cell biology by his training. He's taught cell biology. He knows about it uh, from, he knows about what the cell does, what the cell is, and what it isn't. And he brings to us a new conversation, a fresh conversation. And the more we hear Bruce talk about it, the more you can count on the people that uh, don't want us to hear about Bruce raising new flags and understanding beyond what we really need to know. And Bruce, thank you for joining us. I pointed out two things that I think sort of you know, leads to the next level of conversation that we're having. One of it, one of the things that I pointed to, and it was a section in the book about when when positive thinking goes bad. And the other part had to do with fear. And and you come right out. It, it, it's very simple in this section. You say fear kills. And I and I don't know which one to start with. I'm going to let you sort of lead the way. But to make a statement that fear kills is a very strong statatement, and yet. It is such an important one for us right now. Well, to it, it, that's an easy one to start with because that's a simple observation that you don't have to be like a rocket scientist to, to figure out what's going on. And that's how I figured it out, not being a rocket scientist. But I watched my cells in tissue culture. And I did experiments with the cells where I would put uh, in one part of the petri dish 
uh, nutrients. And, uh, and in another dish, I would put, uh, instead of nutrients, I would put some toxic elements in there. Mm. And put these dishes back into the incubator and then come back and uh, look at them after a while with the question of where do you think the cells are going to be? Well, you know, I mean, obviously, before I tell you, uh, the reality is, yeah, the, where I put the nutrients, the cells are going to be all surrounding the nutrients. And, and the dishes where I put the toxins, the cells are going to be as far away from the toxins as they possibly can get. And, and why that's so beautiful is because it's a simple uh, black and white experiment and, and that it goes like this. When cells find uh, stuff in their environment that is supportive of them. Cells move to that signal or stimulus, and they do it in an open fashion, meaning whatever it is that, the, that they find positive, they have to be open to take it in so that they can grow. So if it's nutrients, they have to be able to go to the nutrients and then be open enough to absorb those nutrients to put it into their body and grow. In contrast, Cells in, in, in the face of a toxic stimulus will move as far away from the stimulus as they possibly can. And in contrast to being open, cells close down for the obvious reason is this. It's to wall themselves off from the threat that they perceive in the environment to save their lives. Now you look at it and you say, well, wait, then there's two basic responses to cells. One, you move to a stimulus and open yourself to that stimulus if you perceive it as something that offers growth. But if it's a stimulus that represents fear, then you move away from it and close yourself down. Well, all of a sudden you say, well, wait a minute. You can't do both of those at the same time for this. You can't move forward and be open. At the same time, you're moving backwards and being close. It's either or. Well, why it's relevant? Being open is where growth occurs. But being closed is to wall yourself off in a state of protection. And during that state of being walled off, you cannot grow because you've shut down the, the, you know, the opening between you and the environment. Uh, you know what I used to use for an example of that? Uh, when I talk about it in a lecture, I would talk about in the old days in the United States when we were afraid the Russians were going to come and bomb us. We built bomb shelters. Exactly. We had one, by the way, in our house. Well, then you're very familiar with this concept, and that is um, when the uh, community is in normal stage of growth and growing economically and then schools, education and business and communities are in a state of healthy growth, um, that's, that's what, you know, we give that as our baseline. Then all of a sudden I say there's an air raid siren. The moment there's an air raid siren, the people, the students, the kids, whoever they are, uh, leave their job and go into the bomb shelter. Well, the first question is this. Uh, while they're in the bomb shelter, who's doing the job? And the answer is nobody. So all of a sudden I say, well, then if I was measuring growth, then I would have to say the moment they went into the bomb shelter, growth stops. The answer is yes. Well, if it's just an air raid test, no big deal because it's like a 10-minute coffee break. Uh, you get out of the bomb shelter, you're back on the job. It was just a short interruption. It's not a big thing. But that's not the problem. The problem is this. What if the air raid siren goes off? Everybody leaves the job. They go into the bomb shelter, but there's no all clear. Mm. Well, then the relevance is, well, how long do you stay in the bomb shelter? Well, you stay in there until the all clear, but there is no all clear. Then all of a sudden I say, well, how long can you live in the bomb shelter? And then you realize, well, you stored up food and nutrients and things to, to live by and water. You stored them up. If you run out of those and you're in the bomb shelter, can you live? And the answer is no, you die. Why? Right. You've run out of the things you need to, to make life. And interestingly enough, 
If you stay in there long enough and you got out of the bomb shelter, you went to the store, there wouldn't be anything in it. Why? Because nobody made anything. And so here's the point. We have, in our lives, perceived the world. When we, just exactly the same as the cells, this is a beautiful part, we're made out of cells, we respond as a cell. If we walk into our environment and we find things that attract us because we perceive them as giving us growth, perceive of them and doing that, then we move to all those stimuli and we're open and we want to take all those in because we want to grow. And at the same time, if we start to fear things in the environment, then we start to move away from that, close ourselves down in protection, and then the problem is this. If it's a chronic state of protection, then by the same token that people in a bomb shelter will weaken and die, so will the cells in your body. And, and this has been the problem in the world since especially post 911 because with the repeated uh, media frenzy of fear, be afraid, be afraid of this and be afraid of that, then we release hormones into our body that get us into a state of protection, uh, the stress hormones. And here's the, the simplicity of it. Uh, the, the, when we get these like cortisol, corticosteroid uh, hormones. Yeah, we get the hit. We get the hit. We get the hit. We, we have to get ready for what? Fight or flight. That's well, right. Okay, so the adrenal hormones cause the fight or flight response. Yeah, but then it says, this, you know, if you're like the uh, engineer in the body that's directing the flow of energy, and you get called in, you say, oh, we got to do fight or flight. Then you have to say, oh, my goodness, we have to send all the blood to the arms and legs because the nutrition in the blood is going to nourish those arms and legs, and we're going to use that in protection. And, and, and so I love it because in the textbook it says, when the stress hormones are released into the body, the blood is preferentially sent to the arms and legs. That's what it says. Yeah, but, so what's the meaning of it? Well, wait, preferentially sent to the arms and legs? Where was it preferentially before the threat? <laughs> the answer is, well, the only other part of the body is not the arms and legs. is the viscero, the organ. Yeah, and what are the functions of the organs? Growth and maintenance of the system. And here's what the story is. When stress hormones are released into the body... They cause the blood vessels in the gut to constrict. And that causes the blood to be pushed to the periphery, the arms and legs, so you can be ready for fight or flight. Well, if you're in a constant state of stress and fear, then that means you are constantly squeezing the blood vessels tight in the gut and constantly shutting off all the mechanisms needed for growth uh, and maintenance of the body. So it says, we were never designed to be in constant fear. The biology never, that was never the intention. The intention of biology was, okay, yes, you could be afraid a saber-toothed tiger is going to chase you, but if you survive and get away from a saber-toothed tiger, then the threat's over and you go back to your life. But in today's world, we're running 24-7, 365 from a saber-toothed tiger. And the result is we're getting sicker and sicker all the time because the stress hormones are flooding the system and they're the primary cause of the uh of most of the illnesses that that we face in our world today and, and, and uh, yeah go ahead and you know and bruce and, and and this is what i love about this because you know what you're doing is you're taking a message out into the world that has with it a very large toolkit and it's a conversation about this is what's going on but more importantly this is what you can do. When we return from break, Dr. Bruce Lifton, uh, the author of the best-selling book, The Biology of Belief, and much more. When we return, we're going to be talking about what we can do about it. What are the tools that you already have in your toolkit? What is the conversation you could have with both your conscious and unconscious mind? And what does the thought have to do with it anyway? Well, imagine 
if all of us, all of us on the planet, truly stepped into the place of knowing that we could live forever? Hmm. I wonder what would happen then. We'll address that and much more when we return from break. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basili. Bruce Lipton's in the house. We'll be right back. Does how you think affect how you feel or what you have? Do you want to achieve outstanding business and career goals, have a better relationship, or improve your health and fitness? In the excuses and get immediate results with the help of HUNA, ancient wisdom, modern application. What if you could attract money and abundance to you like a magnet? Donate excess weight and maintain your ideal state of health or create the kind of relationship you've always wanted. With HUNA, you'll discover how to eliminate disempowering beliefs by using self-empowerment tools. The HUNA Prosperity Weekend will be in Los Angeles October 4th and 5th. Join Matt James December 13th and 14th in Seattle at the HUNA Prosperity Weekend. Call 800-800-MIND or visit HUNA.com to register. This incredible workshop is only $95 for a limited time. Call 800-800-MIND or visit HUNA.com. The Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Are you starting a new business, signing a contract, or launching a new website or business product? Certified business and personal astrologer Madeline Gerwin uses good timing to give you the ideal time to start your new business venture. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com or call 877-524-8300. Attain higher business success and better return on resources with good timing. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com. Music, the stuff of creation. What a powerful tool for healing, inspiring, and connecting us to source. And to each other. We'll talk about it. We'll play it. We'll have a lively discussion with guests who are doing it. So join us Monday and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Saturday mornings at 11. Tune in to Living Music Radio on KKNW 1150 AM or livingmusicradio.com. Be the first to join your favorite Hay House authors on the next I Can Do It at Sea. Come aboard a luxurious cruise ship and meet Greg Braden, Brian Weiss, Sonia Choquette, and many more. The seven-night cruise to Alaska on July 11th through 18th, 2009 includes soul-nourishing workshops, spiritual cinema movies in your cabin, autograph sessions, and amazing ports of call. This is a vacation you'll never forget. Cabins are limited. Reserve today. HayHouse.com. Are you the owner or manager of a struggling small business? Do you feel alone in your battles? The Small Biz Sherpa can help. Do you want to increase sales or decrease costs? Do you wish your employees were more motivated or cared as much as you do about the bottom line? Call the Small Biz Sherpa. Learn how you can change your company's fortunes by involving and engaging your staff. Create bonus and incentive programs that pay your people more while improving your bottom line. The Small Biz Sherpa has done it himself, and now he'll show you how to do it too. Visit smallbizsherpa.com or call 206-505-9752. That's smallbizsherpa.com. Small, B-I-Z, Sherpa.com. 
sure and sign up for the Dr. Pat Show newsletter so you can find out about the latest guests, events, promotions, and giveaways. Visit thedrpatshow.com and register now. Bringing you fresh perspectives every day. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Bruce and I were joking during the break. All we need is about another nine or ten hours to kind of, you know, cover the conversation that, uh, that, and you know, Bruce, that would be a great thing to do for us to sit down and do a series of nine hours of conversation. I love that idea, actually, Um, because there are many, many questions. There is a conversation that we're having here that I believe does truly lift the veil, and, and you know, it's a matter of how willing are we to step up and know that there are some things we do have to do, Bruce. I mean, you know, we are bombarded bombarded by so many things, but there is an accountability level for each and every one of us. And I wanted to ask you, given that we truly can lift the veil, what is that level of accountability? What can we do? Well, actually, we have to be participants. And, and it's very hard because we think we're participating, and yet we're really more or less observing the world because participants can get involved and get engaged. And I know this personally for a simple reason, and that was when I was became intellectually aware of the new biology, in other words, when I was there the first moments in recognizing how the, the, the membrane of the cell was the brain and how it controlled biology and how the environment, I was just like, oh, my God, the meaning of this is that we absolutely control our lives. And I saw the mechanism, and I got so excited. I tried to find anybody who would listen long enough to, to let me tell them the story. And I get, to, I remember early days, I, I start with a lecture, and I, and I get into the point of explaining how if you really understand this new biology, uh, you can create this most wonderful and beautiful life. And inevitably, the audience would look at me after I would say that and sort of cock their heads and go, you know, Lipton, for a guy who says you know this stuff, your life doesn't look that great. And all of a sudden, that was the big, big, you know, hit on the head. I said, wait a minute. I started to recognize just because I became aware of stuff, my life was still exactly the same life as it was before. And uh, the, the big difference was I said, oh, my goodness, it's not just you know, uh, having information that I could pass a quiz on if you handed out the page with eight questions on it. But it's to take the information and actually use that information. That's where the difference came from. And I think there's a tendency uh, in the world that we live in that people think that information uh, it can almost be like a pill. Because uh, we bought the belief if you just take the pill, then you don't have to do anything. The, the rest will straighten itself out. Uh, I think we also got into the concept that if we if we just learn what it's all about, then that learning is going to make the difference. And it turns out, no, that doesn't do it. Uh, the learning gives you the, the foundation to make the difference, but you must go out and make, make the difference yourself. And the primary thing we have to learn is this, that the mind controls the biology. That's, that's a given now in regard to epigenetics and the new biology. But we have to recognize there are two parts to the mind mm-hmm. and that the conscious mind is the one that has your personal identity or your spiritual connection. Uh, it, it's the one that does the executive thinking. But more importantly, the conscious mind has your wishes, your desires, your ambitions, whatever you want in your life. If I ask you, uh, Pat, what do you want out of your life? The answer will come from your conscious mind. The, the issue is, is that the subconscious mind is not a thinking entity, it's a recorded message device. Uh, basically it says, 
when you've had experiences through life, learning experiences, those experiences are downloaded as behavioral tapes in the subconscious mind. And why this is important is that uh, the subconscious mind controls the show 95% of the time. And why that's relevant is it, the subconscious mind is also called the unconscious mind. And when it's controlling the, the biology, we're generally unconscious of its control. You say, well, how can 95% how can of our lives be uh, unobserved or unconscious? And the answer is because most of us, and you just think about this, 95% of the day are not using the conscious mind to deal with life, but using the conscious mind to think about things. Think about the future, think about the past, how are you going to get the money to pay for this, what problems may arise over here, and you're thinking and you're doing all this constructive thinking in your head. Well, then you have to recognize when the conscious mind's thinking, then all the functions are then given over to the subconscious mind to run the show. Yeah, but in our day-to-day -day lives with our busyness in our head, then scientists have revealed that 95% of our lives are coming from the subconscious mind. Now, here's where the big difference comes from. Okay. The conscious mind has your wishes and your desires, but the subconscious mind got programs from other people, especially programs about your own self. When we were young, we acquired beliefs about ourselves from other people. Oh, you're a sickly person. You can't heal yourself. Doctors do healing. You're not that smart. You don't deserve things. You're not that lovable. These are the kind of unfortunate messages that get downloaded into that mind. Now, here's the problem. 95% of the day, well, you think you are moving toward that direction of your heart's desires and your wishes. Uh, that's, that's an illusion because you're only doing that about 5% of the day. 95% of the day, you're playing the programs in the subconscious mind. Yep, but those were put in there by other people, and here's the problem. Those programs don't ever, or not don't ever, very rarely fully support what you want in life. They're programs that other people put in there that interfere with what we want in life. And since our lives are 95% of the time programmed by that, then our lives don't really ma manifest what we want. They manifest the programs we were given. That's why I'm saying... If you really want to know what the programs in your in your subconscious mind are, then just look at your biology and look at your life. That's a direct printout of those programs. The relevance is this. If you're not aware of this, then we're misguided because we're thinking we're controlling our lives, and it turns out, no, the other mind's controlling it. And if we start to become aware of this, then we can start to manage the control rather than to let the thing run on automatic the way it has for 95% for of our lives. And once we start to run our lives with consciousness by being here, not letting the tapes run the show, or rewriting those tapes, which is possible, then our lives change because when you rewrite the programs, remember, the, the mind's function is to take the program and, and create a life that matches those programs. So if you rewrite limiting, sabotaging of programs, then you have created a new directive for your life in a new direction and this is this is really a, where our personal responsibility has to come into it because we think we're running our lives but when you do the math no we're not it's the other one the other mind that's running it and, and let me just leave you you know at least with this concept what if what if you did run your life with your conscious mind and, and not rely on the program so then I, I i will sit back here i am right now and suggest this and say, perhaps you did this in your life, and let me give you a time when you probably did this, and I would say, the day you fell in love with somebody. Ah. And why that's important is because, just go back for that moment when you fell in love, and that beginning period, which I call a honeymoon effect, 
matter what the issues in your life were the day before, and how you may have not have been happy with anything, the day you fell in love, all of a sudden you were overjoyed with happiness. Your health was probably the best it's ever been. You probably had more energy in your life than you <laughs> ever imagined. You know, you could make love for days without sleeping, <laughs> and everything worked great. Bruce, thank you for joining us here today. Uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Lipton joining us here today. Go to BruceLipton.com. And I'll tell you, he just put a big old smile on my face. Stay tuned. We've got Dr. Ted Morton Sr. coming up and Karen Bentley. A great show right here with me, your host, Dr. Pat Basile. We'll be right back. Uh -huh.